0: Today's episode is brought to you by Spreadsheets. Spreadsheets. When you finally realize you're essentially just doing math in disguise. Spreadsheets. Hello there, and welcome back to the SWTVC podcast, the audio home of the SWTVC March Madness 2022 tournament. I'm your host, Evan Fries, here in virtual Zoom studio with my fellow SWTVC contributor and walking Star Wars encyclopedia, John Lindquist. Week one of the tournament has concluded, and what a week it was. 64 Star Wars characters started this week all firmly planted on this year's bracket after we tabulated hundreds of fan wish lists, with Count Dooku going into the week as the number one seed. The Dark Trooper was number two, and the Skywalker twins Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker in their A New Hope garb ran up slots three and four respectively, and director Krennic rounded out the top five. Figures from all corners of our beloved galaxy far, far away were present on this year's bracket, with fans of all eras of Star Wars coming out to cheer on their favorites. To break it down real quick, I'm going to turn it over to John.
1: All right. So uh, in order of how many uh, from each source there were, the original trilogy had 19. Uh, If you want to break that down further, A New Hope had six. Empire Strikes Back had two. Return of the Jedi represented very strongly with 11. Uh, Rebels and Mando each had eight. Uh, Rebels was the entire Ghost crew, plus Thrawn and the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, The Clone Wars had six. The Bad Batch also had six, the entire Bad Batch. The sequel trilogy had five. Uh, all of whom appeared in The Rise of Skywalker, including Han in his uh, Episode 7 Force Awakens look. Uh, Rogue One had four. Solo, The Book of Boba Fett, and Jedi Fallen Order each had two. And the prequel trilogy and Legends, or the Expanded Universe, each had one, including uh, the number one seed, Count Dooku, as seen in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith.
0: Awesome. Um should we talk about it a little bit? Let's talk about it a little bit, yeah, all right. Um, well, you know, it's good to see a little bit of sequel trilogy representation. I know some folks moan to that fact. Uh, but kind of going back to the whole thing where it was representing all eras of Star Wars, where the vintage collection to me personally, I think, yeah, it's nice if it covers all of it, not just the o t and mando. Uh, how about you john
1: i would I would have to agree, and clearly, those two are very uh, strongly still wanted by folks as seen in this bracket is seen in the, uh, the seeding for sure. Um, The original, the original trilogy did super well, especially early on in the, in, in the rankings. Um, And I've seen a lot of comments of, you know, people are worried that some of the original trilogy characters aren't advancing as much. There's been a lot of upsets against them. Um, Some people kind of assume that the original 96 are still coming. Hasbro has not actually officially said that they are going to finish the 96. It's just sort of, you know, that's our that's our hashtag. It's sort of assumed that it will happen, so maybe some people are like, we want a new character instead of a a definitive version of a character we've had multiple times before. Lots of different factors going into it, but yes, clearly there is demand for stuff from all eras of Star Wars, eras, you might even say. (laughs) And in some cases, like, you know, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, Rebels, Bad Batch, we don't have the main characters of those stories, of those content, pieces of content, if you want to be really clinical about it, those stories. so yeah, it would be nice to start with those, even though we have some background characters and stuff. But uh, yes, yeah, so it's easy for fans to rally around those uh, particular characters, I think. Yeah. Uh whereas for the for the original trilogy, you know, in addition to the main main characters from A New Hope, there was a lot of background characters from Jabba's Palace. Um yeah, because we've already gotten so many that we can kind of branch out into other weird directions. But some of these properties still need the main characters. So yeah.
0: Definitely. I, I was surprised uh that the the prequel trilogy was underrepresented with only one character i mean granted as we said it's the number one seed uh but that said those films were all covered extensively uh over the last uh decade and a half uh very very well covered uh it's hard to imagine many characters that weren't made other than some that you had on your
1: list yes some of the we need Kleague and we need kitster and wald of course obviously we all want them yeah um (laughs) Aside from their very robust movie lines that came out when the movies were new, even before the movies were new, um, for years after the fact, we got dozens and hundreds of figures from those films. Um, through, you know, there weren't a ton in, in the vintage collection. I guess there they had quite a quite a few in the T V C 1.0, um, but even in things like Legacy Collection or 30th Anniversary Collection, where there were still very good quality figures being made from the prequels. So, you know, some of the some of the Jedi ranked in the top 100, like Plo Koon and T, which made it on last year, but like we have figures of them. So there's not as huge a need now that more and more content keeps coming out without any figures from them. I think people are kind of, you know, looking towards those except Dooku. Dooku was very clearly desired, obviously.
0: Yes, yes. More old men in the line. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I could talk about this all day, but let's go ahead and move on and get into the actual tournament itself. Uh, The Western Conference of 32 characters all had their matchups on Monday, March 7th, uh, while the Eastern 32 competed on Wednesday, March 9th. On Friday, March 11th, the Western Conference then whittled down their ranks, deciding on which eight characters are being sent into the Sweet 16. Uh, So kicking off the Western 8, let's start with, as we've talked about him before a couple times already, number one, Count Dooku, the sole prequel trilogy character of the tournament. Uh, Earlier this week, he had a tougher than expected showdown against number 64, uh, the Tuscan Chieftain, a new character. Uh, And then he just managed to defeat Echo from the Bad Batch on Friday with uh, a final score of 1,140 to 954. Next up, number 48, Previsla, who managed to defeat number 17, Hunter from the Bad Batch, in an upset in round one, and then toppling another much, much higher ranked character, number 16, Velkan Taziri, handily, with a final score of 1,679 to 442. Uh, number nine, Kanan Jarrus kicked off the week, easily uh, defeating number 56, Han Solo from Takodana but then finding it a bit more difficult to defeat number 24, Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, although still walking away with the solid victory of 1,294 to 835. For our next Western 8 character, I'm going to go ahead and throw to SWTVC field correspondent and goth chick music enthusiast, Carlo Velasquez.
2: Thanks, Evan. Carlo Velasquez reporting in. This first week was a rollercoaster of emotions for me. My girl Trilla Suduri, A.K.A. the Second Sister Inquisitor, started the week strong, ranked at number twenty-five in the tournament, as well as personally being my pick to sweep the tournament. She easily ended day one with a commanding victory over number forty, Shazetil, slicing the Ishii tip short. On Friday, though, she met up with longtime nemesis number eight, called Kestis, in a rematch, part of the heels of his impressive victory over number fifty-seven, Biker Scout. The Force must have been with the young Jedi, as unfortunately, he was able to narrowly defeat her, a 1,025 to 942 votes. While my bracket was kind of dashed here, at least she put up a major fight, and it was obviously a very tough match for fans to choose. Let's so hope Hasbro doesn't make us choose, and we get both Trilla and Khaled in TVC. But for now, number 8, Cal Kestis has secured a spot in the Sweet 16, where he'll be going up against another Jedi per survivor. Will he make it another round? I would be running back to Bracca if I was him. Back to you, Evan.
0: Thanks, Carlo. I'm sorry to hear your top pick won't be advancing, but I agree, Trilla did put up one hell of a fight. Uh, Now it's time to turn it over to SWTVC foreign correspondent and man of mystery, Lewis Cook. (laughs)
3: Cheers, Evan. Uh, Yeah, it's been a crazy first week and I really do feel Carlos pain. Um, So number 29 seed Asajj Ventress began her week by breezing past the notorious leader of Crimson Dawn. Uh, Number 36 seed Dryden Voss. For those of you who've been following things, Dryden was my number one pick going into the year and the ultimate winner of my bracket. Uh, The villainous crime lord, who has never been made in 3.75 action figure form, just didn't have enough red anger in his face to carry him through against the dual-saber-wielding Sith Apprentice, as he was only able to pick up 567 votes against Ventress's 1,805 votes. Dryden never asks for anything twice, uh, but I'm not so proud, and uh, I'll be asking for him again next year. Uh, Ventress, though, uh, carried her momentum into Friday, easily toppling uh, number four seed Luke Skywalker Tatooine uh, with a score of 1,431 votes against 689 in a major upset and cementing her spot in the Sweet 16. It will be interesting to see if she can carry that momentum forward when she meets up with Bays in their upcoming match. Back to you, Evan.
0: Awesome. Thanks for the rundown, Lewis. Sorry about Dryden, but hey, at least you went out against a very powerful opponent. Um, While we're on the train of our number one picks getting eliminated, how did Sweet Sweet Similu fare, John?
1: Not great. <laughs> uh, so number 20, Sim- Sweet Sweet Similu uh, lost to number 45, a good boy uh, gap sweater, Ben Solo, mm. number 45. Uh, ben won 1,421 to 934. Uh, apparently, you know, people don't want that beautiful removable hat on Similu, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say. Um. Yeah, people talk about, you know, original trilogy all day over sequel trilogy. I didn't see it here. We'll get into Ben in a minute. Um, But because the sequel trilogy has been losing generally, you know, as I said earlier, sometimes the original 96 picks, sometimes people think they're a shoe in that they're absolutely 100% going to get made. I, I disagree, even though, you know, they've brought it up a few times in live streams and stuff. It's never been a 100% we're going to hashtag finish the 96. So that was sort of why I wanted to support Simulu as the number one only, not number one, the only unmade, completely unmade, unupdated figure from the vintage Kinder Days, uh, you know, Ewoks and is not included, of course. <laughs> so yeah, it, Ben was also on my list. So if he, if Sim had to lose, you know, Ben was a good one. Uh, you know, Ben fought hard. He, he, he came out of the pit and he, you know, he he almost gave his life to Sim, but you know, he didn't have to, so it's all good. It's all good.
0: Well, yeah, he, uh, he did come back out of that pit to fight, uh, but Boy, was my joy there short-lived, much like in the movie. Uh, (laughs) My boy Ben Solo wasn't quite able to defeat the fan-favorite Guardian of the Wills, number 13, Baze Malbus, on Friday, which uh, I must admit I expected. What I didn't expect was that good boy Ben would put up a pretty decent fight, managing to end up with 900 points to Baze's 1,200. Uh, I said before the tournament began that I didn't even expect him to rank on the bracket, let alone advance past the first round, so I'm proud of his performance and very encouraged by fans turning out to show their support for him deserving to be on Hasbro's radar for addition to the Vintage Collection. I mean, come on, he's the Last Blood Skywalker, the son of Han and Leia. But hey, I'm very happy for Baze, as he deserves to be reunited with his buddy Chirrut, who is already present in TVC. Next up in the Western Conference is number 12, Sabine Wren who barely eked out a victory over number 53, Savage Press, on Monday. Savage managed to defeat Sabine in the Instagram polls by 12 points, but the Google polls, mainly driven by Facebook voters, closed the gap, and she ended up narrowly defeating Maul's brother by 11 points for a final score of 1,194 to 1,183. Our Mandalorian heroine went on to face off against number 44, Crosshair, who had previously edged out number 21, Tessick, aka Squidhead, on Monday. While that was another close matchup, it wasn't close enough, with Sabine securing her spot in the Sweet 16. All right, and rounding out the Western Conference's Sweet 16 competitors is number 37, Darth Revan. He pulled off a narrow upset over number twenty eight Pong Krell in the first round, one thousand two hundred and sixty five to one thousand one hundred and sixteen. They then managed yet another upset over Number five, Director Krenick, who had previously mopped the floor with number sixty Grief Karga in his Navarro Cantina look uh, in round one. Revan defeated the prideful overseer of Project Stardust one thousand two hundred and forty three to eight hundred and sixty two to secure his advancement. Back to you, John.
1: So the Eastern Conference will whittle down to eight characters on Monday, March 14th, but for now, there are still 16 characters in The Hunt for Glory. In one of the most dominating victories, number two Dark Trooper made short work of number 63 Finn from Pisana in Wednesday's polls. The Dark Trooper will be going up against number 34 8D8. 8D8 also had an incredibly close matchup this week, defeating number 31 Emperor Palpatine Sith Eternal, 1,218 to 1,197 in another deciding batch of votes via the Facebook-driven Google poll. Palpatine led the Instagram poll by 15 points, but wasn't able to maintain that lead once the totals from the two platforms were put together. Very tough matchup. Both characters, of course, uh, debuted in Return of the Jedi, and have appeared more recently. Palpatine coming back, returning somehow in The Rise of Skywalker, and 8D8 returning, uh, quite logically, in The Book of Boba Fett, voiced by Matt Berry. Shout out, as always, to Matt Barry. Uh... Yeah. Do you think 88's appearance in Book of Boba Fett kind of pushed him over the edge because that was kind of when the voting was happening?
0: You know, it may have. It's kind of an interesting one. It's like 88, older character, but more recent appearance with. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell if the recency bias, since it wasn't a new look for 88, uh, whereas Palpatine was a new look. But I don't know. Like you said. One of them made a little more sense
1: that well, that one was that, you know, it's tricky to talk about recency bias that it's easy to blame it on that. Um, But if you actually look at the polls, that's not always what's going on Um, because plenty of older characters like, say, Darth Revan was from, you know, almost 20 years ago now. And he's doing quite well against characters from Clone Wars and Bad Batch and whatnot. So who knows? Yeah,
0: it doesn't hurt. We'll just say that.
1: Yeah, it doesn't hurt. But it, it was an extremely close matchup. So. Sorry, palps, better luck next time. He's always, he's always got these grand plans that just kind of come unraveled at the last minute, so, you know, devil's in the details, Sheev. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, sadly, it was also not hashtag Time for Tonica on Wednesday, when number 47, C110P, Chopper, breezed by the unmade Cantina Denizens, ranked at number 18. In another upset, number 50, Saw Gerrera, saved himself by defeating number 15, The Client. Number 10, Harrison Dula made short work of number 55, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Number 23, Admiral Piet managed a narrow victory over the new leader of Crimson Dawn and the master of Terras Kasi herself, number 42, Kira. Another high-ranking Imperial managed to advance, but for that, we gotta hand it over to SWTBC correspondent and possible bad guy, Tyler Frechette.
4: Thanks, John. Tyler reporting in. My personal favorite, who ranked number one in my top 25 list, Grand Admiral Thrawn, earned the number seven seed heading into the tournament. The Chiss Grand Admiral faced off against number 58, Amana Man, in his first matchup, and easily defeated the Amani Headhunter, 1,951 votes to 489. But he's not the only blue skinned, red eyed baddie in the hunt for TVC glory. Number 26, Cad Bane, crushed number 39, Q90, 1,926 votes to 515 in his first matchup one has to imagine the Duros Bounty Hunter was given a boost by his recent live-action debut in the final couple of chapters of The Book of Boba Fett, which aired after the top 25 submissions closed. Will that boost carry over into his next matchup and allow him to topple the Grand Admiral? Or will Thrawn's legendary, or legends-dairy, <laughs> if you will, reputation, not to mention the anticipation of his looming live action debut keep him alive to secure his spot in the sweet 16 of the tournament we'll find out obviously i'm rooting for thrawn don't forget he's about to be the big bad of everything going forward back to you john
1: tyler is the only one with his number one pick still in the tournament sorry sam sorry dryden sorry ben sorry trilla but uh perhaps thrawn will see it through. Um. It will be interesting to see how that Battle of the Blue Boys shakes out. Not our first Battle of the Blue Boys of the tournament. Number 6, Paz Vizsla managed to outclass number 59, Max Rebo, in a heavyweight showdown, winning 1,789 to 645. Uh, and thank you for letting me say this word. Uh, number 3, Princess Leia, V 4, breezed by number 62, Fozek. Number 35, Tech from the Bad Batch, managed to pull off an upset by defeating number 30, Han Solo, Tatooine, is a New Hope look. On Wednesday, the awesome Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer dropped right in the middle of voting and shocked us all by featuring another live-action debut of a popular animated character, the Grand Inquisitor. Ranked at number 46, the Grand Inquisitor managed to upset number 19 Ezra Bridger. If only Kanan had been there to assist his apprentice this time. Uh, he'll be facing off against number 14 Cobb Vanth. So will the hype from the Obi-Wan trailer keep the Grand Inquisitor on a roll? Or could our favorite marshal end up stopping him, like he, sadly, Stopped number fifty-one Frog Lady in the first matchup. Uh, number fifty-four Jedi Temple Guard managed to pull off a major upset against number eleven Mo I will say that uh, the Jedi Temple Guard did extremely well last year, pulling off a number of upsets and getting much farther than his seeding would have indicated. Uh, number twenty-two Chrysantan demolished the sadistic number forty-three EV ninety-nine, two thousand fifty-seven to three hundred sixty-one. And true to his name, number twenty-seven Wrecker wrecked number thirty-eight Bodie Rook. Sorry, Evan. It's okay. It's okay. I think I'll live, but I am sad. Uh, tough choices. Already had tough choices coming up. Only getting tougher. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it would be boring if they were all easy choices. So in a way, I'm, I'm glad that they're devastatingly heartbreaking to, uh, to choose <laughs> in a lot of
1: instances. So. Yes. We, we've said it before. We'll say it again. We want all these characters in the vintage collection. The fact that they, you know, placed on so many fan lists and there's so much passion around all of these matchups. It's, it's awesome to say all the conversations. It means we want all of them in the line, you know, time permitting. I I got to go back to pre earlier. He also, similar to the Jedi Temple Guard, um, did super well last year. He really knocked out a lot of people. This year, yeah, he knocked out Hunter, which I was sad about, Velkan Tessari, which I was sad about. pre Visla, they've got so many new Mandalorians coming this year from the Clone Wars. He just needs a new head, a new jetpack, uh, you know, a different helmet if you like. Um... For both his, do both versions, get them off, get them off the bracket. We need we need new characters to be on the bracket. <laughs> um, yeah. Some of the other Clone Wars characters uh, that did well, actually, like Savage Opress uh, will not be advancing this year, of course. It's, it's just interesting to see, you know, some of the matchups are super tough. Some maybe not so much for some people, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's all fun. How about that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, who knew? What a novel thought. Um <laughs> Speaking of characters that were on last year's bracket, that did pretty well. uh, The number two seed this year is the Dark Trooper. Uh, What was he ranked last year, John? Number five?
1: He was ranked number five, yeah, because he was in the final four. But Thrawn was the number four seed. Yep. That
0: was, yeah. yeah. Um, The Dark Trooper is the only one of the final four that has not been either made or announced for uh, the Vintage Collection um, since last year's tournament.
1: The others were Bo-Katan, Kreese. Um, Boba Fett in his rearmored Morak look, and then Ahsoka Tano Corvus. So bo we have her; she's great. The other two are coming soon. Soon, relatively, relatively soon <laughs> in the grand cosmic scheme of things. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was that was a matchup to his his uh, going into the tournament. Uh, I was not surprised that he really really put it to Finn <laughs> in that matchup yeah. on the first one. Um, but yeah,
1: we saw what he did to Mando, and Mando had the best car armor, so Finn sadly did not stand stand a chance. Nope, nope. But. Uh, I said before, I want Phantom. We need him in the Vintage Collection. Dark Trooper kind of seems like a foregone conclusion. Um, obvious, a very obvious fan request from an incredibly popular scene.
0: You know, I, uh, I, I personally did not uh, vote for the Dark Trooper myself. Not because I don't want him. I definitely do very much. Uh, but I, I, I got to think that you know the way I voted was taking it for granted that yes, that's a character that has to be on uh has to be likely has to be coming at some point uh compared to more of a uh, more of an underdog like finn so
1: yes so then again similar to what i said was the finish the 96 stuff like we don't know yep y- you'd think a lot of these have to be coming you would think the main villain of episode nine would have to be coming and is yeah, neither of them <laughs> you'd think the main characters of video games that they've made um you know army builders for would have to be coming but they're not the main characters of tv shows there's no you know I just said he was a foregone conclusion, but there's no such thing as a foregone conclusion these days. Yeah. Things are getting better. Things are getting much better. I think, uh, you know, representation from the new media is a lot better in addition to amazing updates from classic media. So things are headed in the right direction, but you know, if only we can get all 64 of these uh, figures tomorrow, but we can't.
0: Yep. (laughs) In a perfect world, but nothing is a given as you said. So yes. Yes. So anything else we want to talk about, John? Uh, I don't think so. Cool. All right. Well then, uh, let's wrap this up, shall we? March Madness continues all month over on Instagram. Be sure to follow us at at SWTVC for all the latest developments, as well as to vote in our stories. Polls are open all day, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. If you have any questions, be sure to let us know. And don't forget to join the discussion on our daily posts. Huge thank you to all who have participated so far and to John for staying up super late, getting all this stuff taken care of uh, almost every night. So
1: Midnight Madness. Yeah.
0: Uh, We got to have it. I haven't had it in a while, so we got (laughs) to make our own. Anyway, thanks, John, for the SWTVC podcast. I'm Evan. And as always, participate in SWTVC March Madness, back TVC, keep 375 alive, and may the force be with you.